When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of the Tripe Supper. It's Leeds at home this weekend, which is the obvious, obvious talking point this week. Phil Vick, first things first, is, is it a derby? <laughs> yes <laughs> and no. Yeah, I'll agree with it. Yes and no. In as much as the spice between the two sets of supporters, it's the nearest thing we're going to get this season, yeah. isn't it? Barring a cup tie against Newcastle or Sunderland. Hmm. Um, Newcastle. Just by the sheer dint of the fact that they'll bring near enough 3,000 fans, it creates that atmosphere that we don't get too often at the Riverside, unfortunately, um, at the moment, because as we know, most clubs only bring five, six, seven hundred, and they're normally tucked away in the top corner. Yeah. And it's difficult to get that kind of um, one side against the other banter going. Um, so, in terms of, I think a derby's, I also think that the qualification of a derby is. Who do you really hate losing to the most? Mm. Who does it hurt the most to lose to? And um, I'm not sure. I'm not. That, that's a great thing about Bury. You're not quite sure. One fan will say Newcastle. One fan will say Sunderland. Um, one fan Everyone might will say Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really. It's you know. I mean, you ask a you ask a, a Manchester United fan and they hate losing to Liverpool yeah. most normally. You know, or they ask a you know um, an Arsenal fan will be Tottenham, mm. I guess. But it's not quite clear cut, is it? I mean, I, I think this this question plays right into the entire narrative of Middlesbrough and Teesside having an identity crisis. Because when I was a kid, Leeds was definitely, definitely a derby match, and my family in Middlesbrough were definitely, definitely in Yorkshire. We got Yorkshire television. We watched Calendar, uh, and I think at that time there was a, a big cultural link to to Yorkshire. And Leeds was the biggest city in Yorkshire, and you know the whole thing about Yorkshire Cricket Club playing here. And I think culturally we looked south in those days, and there was another factor which was that all the playground wannabes, the the plastic fans, the glory hunters, were Leeds fans mm. in the way that these days they're Man United fans or Barcelona fans. Uh, the kids who didn't really know anything about football and the mental weaklings supported Leeds. Uh, that should get a bit of reaction. <laughs> <laughs> there, was all, there was also in those There's days. There's the headline. So there, there, was, <laughs> there was also a concept in those days. What a lot of fans weren't so partisan. So one week they'd go to what to go to Middlesbrough, and the next week they might go to X. And there was a lot of coaches leaving Middlesbrough in the 60s and 70s during Don Reilly's era that were going to watch Leeds at Elland Road. So that in the 70s, I think it was a derby match. But I think culturally. We've moved 30 miles north since then. You know, we're part of Time Tees, we're part of One North East. Everything in terms of the, the Quango Kratz structure of this country, we're in the North East. And also, I think, the whole 20 years as Teesside and Cleveland has glued together Teesside. You know, we, we now are, uh, with a, us in Stockton, are, are one unit, culturally and economically, and people in Stockton would never have regarded Leeds as a derby. I mean, they were more likely to look north to Sunderland. So I, I think now Leeds 
it's kind of a semi-derby. Isn't that an important point, actually, depending who you ask and where they're from? Mm. As you yeah, quite exactly. rightly say, if you're a Borough fan, exactly. fr- fan from Stockton, if I can say it, or, you know, the chances are you've got, you know, the, the links are very, very thin, if non-existent. If you're a Borough fan who lives in Thirsk and Athalton, there's a real crossover down yeah, in that yeah, part of You live in no, yeah, no man's yeah, land. Yeah, but you're just as, just as much a Borough fan as you are if you live yeah. in, in Ackland, for example. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that also comes down to... If you bump into people that you see in the pub and you're going to get grief if you lose or if you work yeah. with people, I think that's a massive factor in the rivalry. It's the banter of yeah. barricades. That's and nowadays, as you say, in the schoolyard, you know, when I grew up, you, you, you used to... God, you'd avoid Newcastle fans if they'd won a match because they were in- intolerable, you know. Um, and I, I would imagine you don't get that if you go to a school in the middle of Middlesbrough. You probably get p- plastic Liverpool fans, plastic Man United fans alongside the Borough supporters. Whereas Vic says you might have got Leeds fans in the seventies. Um, but if you live, if you go to school in North Allerton or maybe it's over towards Gisborough Way, you might get a little bit of a different mix. So if you fear that by losing a match on Sunday you're going to get hammered at school, stroke, work, whatever, the next day or later that night in the boozer, then I think that, that makes it a derby. Yeah. So it's, it, I think a lot of... A lot, we can talk about for hours on end whether it is and it isn't a derby, but, but I think it's, it, a lot of it's a personal, it's a yeah, personal that's, thing. That's what it means. I'm talking about. It's about what your position is on, on Teesside's identity. Yeah. If you're a Teesider, chances are this isn't... A derby match. Mm. If you categorise yourself as a Yorkshireman, which is that tends to be older people who like cricket. Mm. Uh, sorry, about <laughs> <laughs> but then then you would see that this was a, a derby game. I think the interesting thing you make, you make a point about is that the kind of the Leeds thing in Middlesbrough in the seventies is all, almost came by accident, didn't it? Leeds were the successful team exactly, at yeah, the time, that and but but if Leeds had been where. Further south, I think I think it still would have been like Liverpool were ten years later. I, I think those fans last on to Leeds. They're, they're the same people who would have last on to Liverpool. It's, I don't think they last on to Leeds because it was sixty, seventy miles down the road. It was convenient. It's convenient yeah. that it was, but I don't think that was the reason. I don't think it was because they saw themselves as part of Greater Yorkshire as such. But it probably helped that Middlesbrough at the time when Leeds were having their great spell with third division and second division. And, and, and a byword for sort of top eight mediocrity, while these upstarts from, from down the road were enjoying unprecedented success, mm. in, in, albeit in a relatively short time frame, ten but, years. I mean, similarly, the, the culture has changed in that for a, a long spell in the 90s, Newcastle were everyone's favourite second team. Yeah. And, that would, <laughs> and that would have helped build an yeah. antagonism looking more yeah. north. Mm. Yeah. And I think also over the years, I mean, you know, you're not even supposed to talk about this, but, you know, over the years there's been lots of violence hmm. uh, between, you know, and Leeds has been a, a running sore with Middlesbrough fans, and so has been Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah. So I imagine in some ways it depends where you've been run the most. On the actual football side of things, you know, you get the impression, and this is purely off Twitter and the response of Leeds fans on there, you know, they've got Rotherham, Huddersfield, Sheffield Wednesday, but you can tell that there is still that bit of not needle. That's the wrong word, but it means you know it does mean more than just well, your average just, championship game for them as as well as us. You can tell yeah, there well, is it, that it, feeling. It's a bit like we had an argument in the car once with a colleague of ours who who insisted that Hartlepool Borough, you know, could be a derby match. How we laugh! And 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 okay, geographically it is, but historically, 
you know, psychologically it's not because there's, nev- there's never times. been that history yeah. of playing Hartlepool in the same way for a lot of Leeds fans. I mean, it's a bit different now because they're, they're enjoying a long spell in the second division, but they, they, you know, their rivals weren't Bradford City, it was Manchester United because or Manchester City. Yeah, because, because when, you, when, they, when that generation of fans were growing up, they were their rivals. To a lesser extent, maybe it's Middlesbrough because mid to late 70s, both clubs were in the same division and in similar positions in the division, actually. And there was a there was a lot riding on those games, and there would be a lot of Leeds fans come up to Middlesbrough and vice versa. So, so um, I don't think that I think that's why for if, Leeds fans of a certain vintage, that's why they wouldn't see Rotherham as a derby as such because how often how often they played them over the years. Well, I remember uh, sort of I mean, growing up, you kind of because you because. Uh, you know, used to play them. I always used to look at Hartlepool and Darlington favourably. You'd, mm. you'd want them to win. You know, you'd look at Division Three as, as the both were mm. at the time. You'd want them to win. And I worked at Hartlepool before here. And and when I started there, I was gutted when I found out that Hartlepool fans don't like Borough. Yeah. You know, I, I'm yeah. used to kind of looking yeah. and wanting pools to win. Yeah. Well, that's one of those strange one relatively. That's one of those strange one-sided derbies, isn't it? You talk, you talk to a Bradford fan; they detest Leeds. Yeah. Absolutely hate them. But it isn't really reciprocated because they just don't play each other that often. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few of those dabs. And I think you, you talk to any Newcastle fan, they're always going to hate Sunderland more than they hate Middlesbrough. And you talk to a Sunderland fan, they're always going to hate um, Newcastle more than they are Sunderland. So Middlesbrough hasn't really got a dyed-in-the-wool 100-year rivalry yeah. that's Celtic yeah. and Rangers, Tottenham and, and again, that feeds into this whole concept of what our identity is. Yeah. Football then, uh, you, there's football, been a lot of talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> this is much more important. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of talk about hoodoos and jinxes and curses and whatnot. Sheffield Wednesday, Forest Wolves up here this week. Borough's record against Leeds is pretty woeful at the Riverside. Um, is is does does that have? Uh, I mean, I say that there's been plenty of draws, hasn't there? Yeah, the draw tend to lose. But, but yeah. we haven't won as many games as obviously the like. There was obviously the two defeats last season, which should have been. Yeah. Two Gross wins. injustices. Yeah. Will Borough will Borough put that right this I weekend? Think so. I think. Uh, it, it's strange when you talk about the, these uh, superstitions and things because it's strange that they carry over yeah. from different teams, different managers, different sets of players, and sometimes even different grounds over the decades. And sometimes you think, well, it's got to be just a statistic because you know spread over thirty or forty years. Even just random chance suggests that something's going to go in off someone's shin, mm. and. You wonder some, sometimes whether the fear factor in the crowd maybe gets to the players sometimes. So it goes back to about losing to teams you don't like to lose to, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I think it was you, Vic, who did a bit with Clayton ahead of the Sheffield yeah, Forest he game. He dismissed it completely. Yeah. Where does that have an effect on us? But, but I mean, obviously Leeds have... Uh, I think it was Rossler this week was saying that he wouldn't be one bit surprised if Leeds came up here and, and got a result that they kind of set out to to play away from home or whatever. But Borough, especially if they score the first goal, surely, you know, with the confidence right on the crest of a wave, surely going to be in a position to go on and, and win the game on Sunday, aren't they? Well, oh, it's, a, it's a default mechanism, isn't it, that managers always have now when they come to Middlesbrough. It's, we're the underdogs. We don't really expect to get much. Trying to put all the push, pressure back on Borough. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Vic says, if Borough play anywhere like... You know, the, there's no way Leeds should be getting anything out of this match. Middlesbrough, to me, are looking as like they've moved on a quantum leap just from last season. They now look to me, and I, so it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but earlier this week I did a piece about how to me Middlesbrough look capable this season 
of, 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 of romping away with the division yeah. and winning by a decent points margin. I know that's tempting fate and you're a few injuries away from being proved horribly wrong with that, but, but they just look like a team that, that get one goal, they're going to get two and three, as we saw against Wolves in the Cup. Um, that wasn't a particularly enjoyable first 45 minutes, but after the break, class told, didn't it? And time and again, class is telling. Um, yeah, Leeds could come up and park the bus and get away with it if they're really, really lucky like they did last season, but I can't see them doing it two years running. I think one thing that, that caught my eye about the Wolves game, Karanka had said afterwards that you know, they created four or five chances and scored three goals, which was perhaps a touch harsh. You know, there was more than four or five, but you know, last season, how many games when we'd see 20-odd shots yeah. on goal and we wouldn't score. There's a clinical edge to Borough this year, yeah, isn't there? Borough set out this season to rectify the problems. Mm. I mean, we all, we all knew. I mean, fans were saying, oh, Borough, Borough got this wrong, as if the manager and the chairman didn't know that. I mean, everyone knew last season where the problem was at Borough. And uh, at, what we've got is this, the, the, the machinery of, of uh, Karanka's uh, system is, is in place. The back five, six hasn't really changed. The midfield defensive unit hasn't really changed, and they've spent 12 million quid completely rebuilding the front end, and they've brought in quality players. I'm like, that's got to tell over the course of a season. There'll be the odd game where, you know, the, the opposition can dig in and dig trenches along the edge of the 18-yard box and stop you playing. But over the course of the season, that that kind of quality and the options have to start to tell on teams, and although it might be very frustrating when a team comes to defend and it takes. 79 minutes to get the, get the breakthrough you know we'll have to learn to be patient because that's how teams are going to approach Borough this season now but the only, the only way I can see sorry Dom the only way I can see a team beating Borough at the Riverside is one of those rare occasions where an early chance falls to the opposition and they actually take it which occasionally happens and they don't take it but you know, and then Borough go chasing the game and get caught by a sucker punch and, and, and the law of averages says eventually that may happen but it'll only be a one-off and um, you know, there's no reason why if that does happen to, to, to get all upset and worried and think it's, oh, oh no the season's over because there's just so much quality we saw the other night against Wolves you know, made the changes, seven changes to the team and yet you looked at that team on paper I think you said yourself you'd fancy it in the league wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah you would certainly to make the playoffs I still think just touching on that this, the one test for Borough is still this whole thing of coming from behind. I know they did it at Burton, but other than that, I mean, the record there is pretty woeful, and credit to them, they don't often fall behind, and that's why. But uh, I think it was the MK Dons game, obviously the Simon Church uh, little dink which hit the post. It was really the only chance they had. But if that goes in, suddenly you've then got uh, 10 men behind the ball with, and you've with got the, to break the clock them down. ticking. Yeah, you've yeah. got to break them down. Uh, Karanga hasn't beaten Bury yet. Will, will that be niggle- Sorry, hasn't beaten Leeds yet. Will that be niggling away? Uh, I don't think he'll be fixated on it, but he is, by his nature, very, very competitive and he will want to put that right. But I think more important will be that he, he just he'll want to get the points. He's totally focused on the next game and, and that's it. He won't worry about any trappings of personal vanity about whether he should have won or not uh, he may use last year's matches uh, as a motivating factor I mean especially down there when we had a perfectly good goal ruled out mm. and even the match last year here where uh, Borough lost they, they must have had 20 good chances 20 shots <coughs> that were blocked down and that and that might be an indication to him you know this is where we got it wrong last year we know that we've solved the problem lads go out there and put it right. He might use it as a, as a psychological tool, but I don't think he'll have any hang-ups about it. 
I think he likes the idea as well of a, of a match taking place when there's an atmosphere. I think yeah. he likes that. Yeah. I think he, he think I think he t- you know he pushes his buttons. He likes he likes his team to go out and play in, in a vibrant atmosphere. And you'd think there'd be a decent atmosphere on Sunday when when the game kicks off. You know, they're sing football's national anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I I I, I don't I, I think like, as Vic says, I think it'll annoy him that Borough didn't beat Leeds or even was it two defeats get a point yeah. against them. I mean, you think how poor Leeds were at times last season. Um, I'm sure he expects to win on Sunday. Briefly before we wrap, uh, before we, we wrap up and ask for for predictions, he spoke about this kind of selection headache, the amazing selection headache he has. What what are the main decisions he's got to make? Who has given him the main the main kind of uh, selection dilemma? I guess be, before Sunday. Well, I mean, we haven't talked about will Depenia start. I don't think he, I'm not sure he will. Um, Adoma mm. has grasped the nettle since he's come back into the team. Certainly in the two home games. The little cameo he had against Brentford, and then you know excellent performance last night, particularly in the second half. So you think he has to play Stuart Downing has to play um, Stuani. You can't really think leave him out. David Nugent. Yeah, I think there's a front four, and I think and I think the great thing is, depending, must be sitting there thinking, I'm going to have to deliver to get in this yeah, team. Yeah. And that's great. That's what I do. that's 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 the thought process Adam has just had. Yeah. Blimey, if I don't, I mean, you saw him come on against Brentford. And I, I can't remember the last time I saw him whipping the ball like that. And the fin- his, the, his finishing has mm. been clinical. Absolutely. You know, you know, Karanka made the point, didn't he, after the match, where he said that um, um, Albert, um, you know, he's, he's had one chance in one match and scored it, two chances in another and scored it. Um, last season, he missed a lot of chances, which yeah. is his exact quote. <laughs> and um, and, and that, is, that is the beauty of having strong competition for places. Players are on their toes. There's, no, there's no, absolutely no taking their place for granted. You've seen it with Emilio and Sue, haven't we? I mean, I know there's been the, the <laughs> laugh about the fact that this, this isn't the start of a campaign to get him a star again. Um, but he, he has been a, a different player, hasn't he, the last fortnight? He's looked like a right-back. Against Brentford, I thought he was fantastic, mm. and we all had him penciled in for three stars at half-time. <laughs> Unfortunately, events overtook him, <laughs> and that's football. <laughs> uh, but yes, he, he has. I mean, uh, there was a time when... The, the fact of him playing at right-back would make people shudder. Mm. <laughs> and interestingly enough, uh, against Wolves, he played right-back alongside Thomas Callas. And the last time we'd seen that was a complete nightmare at Bournemouth, where it looked like you, know, you, would, you would never, ever put those two together as a unit. But it looks, it looks solid enough. I still think he's um, still to be tested generally by... Yeah. Yeah, I said defensively. And there's no doubt going. Absolutely. There's no doubt going forward. He's comfortable. He's an attacking midfielder. He was signed as an attacking midfielder. He, he looks better behind Albert, who does the work. Right, Bit of protection. Yeah. After a year of yeah. being, you know, part of the philosophy of Karanka, he knows that he has to tackle back and track back. But, but Whereas, if he can, but if he can, if he can continue the form and get better, because I think that's the most exciting thing about the team at the moment. Borough can get a lot better. Mm. You just see it. If he can, you know, that's that's like a new signing. If Ensue yeah. grows in confidence and gets better and better week after week, you've got a right back that you didn't know you had. Yeah, and an attacking right back as well, yeah. because it, a couple of times against Brentford, him and him and Stuani linked up really well, and uh, you know he, he was getting up to the edge of the box and being part of the little triangles. He created the first goal, didn't yeah, he? he, he, he the mm. uh, predictions then for Sunday before we wrap up to put you on the spot. A comfortable two 0 win. Uh, yeah, a red card, obviously. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the goal? Sorry, I thought you were on about the card count. <laughs> Some obscene chanting. That's a given. <laughs> which we don't, which we condone, by the way. <laughs> Excellent. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, Vic. Thanks a lot.